0: Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Six Man Podcast, one that has been in the works for a long time. I'm being joined by IUPUI stud, Macy Williams. And I gotta say another just blowout win for you guys last night against who? the team that was number one in the horizon, Youngstown State. How does it feel knowing you've got the tiebreaker of Youngstown State with just a game left remaining on your schedule?
1: Um, I mean, it feels great just to, I mean, I feel like the season has been, you know, we had our up and downs. So, I mean, we put ourselves in a great position Um, just beating Youngstown last night. But, I mean, the job's still not done. We still have Robert Morris uh, tomorrow. So, just coming in today at practice and just taking it one day at a time.
0: Going into last week, uh, the mid-major top 25 had you guys as high as eighth. Um, and then obviously the Milwaukee road loss, which Milwaukee's a good team. I'm not discrediting them at all. Uh, dropped you all the way to 13 behind like Drexel, Stony Brook teams like that. For the people who are doubting you guys, because you know, you didn't beat Michigan you only took them to overtime and the people saying, well, you know, who have they beaten? Uh, Youngstown's a 21 team. You've beaten twice. Um, The Iowa victory early in the season, I think it was, if I remember correctly, like the first program top 25 win of all time, which is huge. I mean, uh, confidence boosters like that. What do you think has been the biggest separator for your team from previous seasons uh, this year compared to other years?
1: Um, I just feel like we're all on the same page. We're all so, I mean, we have... um, a veteran group um, we've all been to where we need to be at near the end so it's just kind of like I mean for us it's kind of nice to know like I mean Mo and I are pretty dominant post players and then I mean if we get doubled or anything like that we can always kick it out to someone on the three-point line then I mean more than likely they're gonna make it so it's just nice to know like I mean anyone can shoot the ball anyone can get a big night and just you know
0: Another thing that really like sticks out to me, um, as far as uh, the team itself is uh, the few games I've watched in person and then also on ESPN Plus. I love the fact that you guys can switch on defense. You know, it's something that not a lot of teams, especially you know, collegiate high school, can do. Every starter can play and guard one through five against anybody. It seems how big do you think that is, and Does the coach kind of encourage a switching mindset when you guys play?
1: I mean, we really emphasize um, on defense. So I know like in the summer, we worked really hard on our defense. Um, It's not as complicated as, I mean, as, I mean, I'm sure some other programs, defenses, but it's just like, I mean, like you said, yeah, we can switch pretty much any position. And it's just like knowing like we can do that. So it's like we can all help each other no matter what.
0: Obviously, a Horizon League uh, title, I would say, is the minimum goal for this season. But I've noticed that for probably the first time that I can remember uh, since I've been following uh, collegiate basketball, the women's side is really balanced. There's only one team this year that I would say is like miles ahead of everybody else. Um, And in the past, it's always been like UConn and somebody else like Baylor, Tennessee. This year feels like it's South Carolina at the top. And then like basically one through 50 can or two through 50 can beat anybody in that range. How confident are you guys, you know, going in, obviously the conference tournament where you guys should be the favorites that you guys can make some noise if you get the chance to go into the field of 68?
1: I mean, if we get the chance to do that, I feel like we're the underdogs and like we don't really have, I mean, like you said, um, anyone can have like a good night, anybody could have an off night. And like I said, we're, we're pretty much the underdogs. Most people don't know where IUPUI is at or even if IUPUI is a D1 school. So just like coming in and knowing like we have that, kind of like, and like we can just play like kind of relaxed, So, like, once we get there, I mean, we kind of have that under our belts.
0: I always say, like, you guys are basically just playing with house money once you get into these bigger matchups. And that's true for a lot of smaller programs. Um, I was actually at the University of Evansville for years, and our women's squad, when I was there, one year they were, like, 2-26. and But because the coach preached this, like, no-pressure mindset, they took, like, the first two games off of, like, Teams in their, you know, conference tournament and ended up losing in the finals, but it was crazy to me that a team that literally couldn't put it together the entire season was able to put it together right at the end. For you guys, um, this is probably the most like complete season I've seen from a basketball team in a long time. You know, you guys. Have been consistently dominant in the Ryzen League, you know. With like I said, a really tough road loss, and then of course he had those forfeits from COVID, uh, which we can get into how bad those rules are later. But you know, it's crazy that those like early season forfeits like actually had an opportunity to potentially keep you out of the one seed in this upcoming tournament. But is there anything you've noticed around the team, whether it's like? people going harder this season or is there maybe um, a coaching change uh, on the bench? That's like really uplifted the team or is it just, you guys are playing together and you guys have played together for a few years and this is the finished product.
1: Um, I just feel like there's a lot of factors playing and um, how well we've been playing. I mean, like you said, um, we've been playing together for a while. I know like we have four, um, uh, kids from Indiana on the starting lineup so it's kind of just I think it's four maybe three no it's four okay <laughs> yeah it's four starting lineup so it's kind of like we've we've I mean we've been playing together for a while we know like <clears throat> how well we play with each other we know like what they do and just like and we had a coaching um, change I mean we added Holly Hoop and Garner into the coaching staff so that that's been nice because I mean She's been in um, our position before. she's played under Coach P, so he kind of she kind of knows like what he's looking for and like if we have like a question or anything like that, I mean she usually has the answer, and she was also the point guard, so more than likely she knows all the plays, the heart still. so it's kind of nice to have that.
0: I've been uh, you know just doing like some statistical analysis and things from your years here. Um, this is my first season getting a really good chance to watch you guys up close. And I find it fascinating that I think it was your second season. You took like close to 43 pointers, uh, like shooting. Um, what would you say the biggest change to your game? That's like elevated to where you are. Cause you shot forty threes, you shot at like 30% that year. And then like you've taken six, 10, and six in the years following that. What do you think the biggest mindset change or change in general has been for you?
1: Um, I feel like just for me, it's kind of like, I guess my safe place is the post. So it's just like, I don't need to be out there by the three because I mean, we have so many good three-point shooters. So I'm like, you guys can do that. I'll stay under the basket and do my thing. But yeah, and just, just to kind of just enhance my game. I really worked um, on different post moves. I'm really using my right hand. I mean, I'm sure the other years I was pretty dominant (laughs) on my left hand. So I know a bunch of teams are, um, they've been doing a good job of taking that away. So I just been really working on my right hand.
0: So lefty. He's dominant in the post. Sounds like me in high school, except for you have another four inches uh, on me. When I played in high school, it was 5'10", and I tried to play power forward and just get smothered down there. So at least you have <laughs> that working for you. And you got a few extra inches there. I want to I talk about your team a little bit here. Um, this team, I, it seems like everybody's like six feet tall like every every single player on the court and I, I know destiny uh she's like the shortest member of the squad but she runs around she reminds me a lot of like what tj mcconnell is for the pacers where she like just kind of a gnat you know annoying <laughs> as hell but she's good ball handler she knows knows the plays so well that she can just get anybody a shot no matter where they're on the shot clock but you you have a four players in your starting lineup, I believe, who are like 5'11 to six foot, and everybody, I mean, can just spread out wide and shoot the ball. How does that, where you get to play in the middle and play four out, how does that impact, you know, your statistical output, you know, career high in rebounds, career high in steals, career high in blocks, career high in field goal percentage? Like, it's, to me, that's like a statistical anomaly, like especially this late in your career that you're just like, I am able to completely just ignore what's going on around me. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's nice. It's definitely less stressful. Um, just being able to know, like if I get double teamed, I know I can pass it out to someone on the three point line and they're going to shoot it. Or I mean, or they're going to drive it more than likely they're going to make up the next play. Um, and if like their person doesn't double team me, then I can take my time and, I mean, do what I need to do just to be able to make our team um, better.
0: So, let's say you guys win this Horizon tournament, probably get selected at like a 13 seed. What is your dream matchup? Are you eyeing Michigan again? Are you like, I want them again? We got to redeem ourselves or... Is there another team out there where you're like, I just want to see how they play. I want to experience that firsthand. Mm,
1: I guess I never really put a much thought into that. I mean, it'd be nice to play Michigan again because I feel like, I mean, I mean, we played well, but we really didn't. I mean, we should have won that game. So that, I mean, playing them again, that would be fun. But I just feel like if we had an opportunity to play anyone, I mean, no matter what, it's going to be a fun game to watch.
0: i gotta ask you about your counterparts on the men's side here. Obviously, they're playing with six people. Absolutely crazy season for them. Yes. I don't know how much you've interacted with, you know, their side, whether it's Coach Crenshaw or some of the the guys on the team. What do you think is the big difference between their mindset and your team? Obviously, success clears all, right? But going into the season, even, I know that there are people who are like, yeah, the men's team just not going to be good. And like, I feel like when you set yourself up with that mindset, it doesn't work. So what do you think they need to do? Like maybe going into next year to change that mindset, to give them a better outlook for the future?
1: Um, I know it can be difficult. Um, I mean, having a coaching change um, just like that. So I know it's going to be just this year. It was hard for them to just kind of like pick up on Crenshaw's, um, you know, coaching techniques, but I'm, completely still believe in the boys I mean I mean they can do what they need to do but I know like in the upcoming years I'm sure Crenshaw is gonna definitely turn the program around and I mean I mean they're gonna be good in in a couple years I feel that but I mean I'm sure it's hard playing with only six people I know just like with us playing with how many we play I'm some days I'm exhausted more than others so I'm sure they're just exhausted but I mean It is sad seeing all the stuff on social media about the boys. I mean, kind of, I mean, give them some slack.
0: Yeah, you know, (laughs) when Barstool put out their article about it, basically just roasting the program, I was just like, you're not helping anything. Like, no one's going to want to try out for a program that's, you know, Barstool's making fun of online. Like, that's just the nature of the beast is we live in a social media dominant world. Yet again, I I seem to be one of the few people talking about how good IUPUI is on social media. Um, A good colleague of mine, uh, Daniel Artest has been a very big advocate of you on his uh, 265 podcast where he talks about uh, the WNBA and then women's college basketball. He says, IUPUI can make some noise come March. Um, And he even says, he's like, I don't know why big boards have Macy Williams where she is. Um, and so I found you know uh, a list of like where people have placed you, have averaged it out. And a lot of people have you taken as the exact last pick in the draft, uh, the final pick in the WNBA draft uh, at 36 overall. Now, obviously it's a pipe dream, right? Playing professional basketball is like everybody's dream. Um, But have you given it any thought, you know, um, that for the next level? Are you still just like way too dialed in right now to like think about that coming up?
1: I mean, I'm still my main focus right now is still just, you know, playing this season. But I mean, I still want to play professional, whether that's getting drafted to wherever that's going to be or just playing overseas. But I mean, I'll be I mean. I'll be like lucky enough to even get drafted anywhere. I mean, I still think it would be cool to get drafted. So, I mean, if it's, if I'm going to be picked dead last, I'll just still be happy about it. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some players I've, you know, I, I told you beforehand, I found a player comp that like, I think really fits your mold as far as what you've done this year compared to, you know, your previous seasons, which I don't think people understand just how dominant you've been. Basically, since your sophomore season, where it looked like you were the sixth, sixth man off the bench, uh, your sophomore year, and then you know you've been a starter the last three years, and it's been consistency with you. While you may not have a fifty-five and twenty game like we've seen some of these first overall picks have in years past, it's a consistent twenty and ten every night type of you know mindset. And to me, if I was if I was looking for somebody for the next level. I want the consistency aspect. I don't want the flash in the pla- the flash in the pan. Um, do you have a player that you looked at when you were younger that you're like, I like how they play. I'm gonna kind of model them, uh, or are you, you know, do you have a player in mind that you're like, yeah, I would say my game is pretty similar to theirs.
1: Um, I guess I never really put in much thought. I mean, growing up, I didn't really watch um, much sports, but I love the, like the, what was it, like hardwood classics, like Michael Jordan, all those kind of people. But I was, I really love Shaq, (laughs) Shaq's game. I don't know what about it, but I mean, he was quite the dominant post back, back in the day, but.
0: You know, if, if you ended up having a career like Shaq in the WNBA, I think uh, I think people would be absolutely amazed at that. That's, uh, those are some massive shoes to fill. Literally, like I think he wears like size 25s or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, to me, you know, the WNBA is in a different spot than the NBA is right now. The WNBA has a lot of back to the back centers or power forwards who play you know, free throw line down. Whereas like in the modern NBA, if you're not a center shooting threes, like you, you're not playing, you know? Yeah. And I look at like the Pacers getting rid of Damana Sabonis, who is a two-time all-star to get a guy who shoots 40% from three in Tyrese Halliburton. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like we had a guy who, you know, um, and while I love Tyrese, and I think the Pacers made a really good deal I just like, I, I miss having a back to the back center. I miss J.O. I miss like Al Harrington, like guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why getting to cover this team has amazed me this season. Um, having you basically be a back to the back center. You're not looking to pass. If you get the ball in the post, you're going in, you're getting fouled or you're putting it in the hoop. Um, and then, If you're getting a rebound, it's going right back up, you know. And so that kind of thing has really stuck out to me. I gave you a player comp. I don't know how much you you said you didn't watch a ton of sports. I gave you a player comp uh, picked by the fever, number five overall. Uh, Going back in 2013, Natasha Howard. she averaged 20 and a half and 9.3 her senior year with like 0.6 assists. You've got her beat on assists, you got her beat on rebounds, like a half a point less or two points less, like very similar comparison. Natasha just played at Florida State. So, you know, they, that that that's gonna help with uh, draft stock, obviously playing at bigger schools always does. For people who are interested, maybe drafting you or um, trying you out for their team. Uh, You know, the Indiana Fever, I know, have always looked for hometown talent, you know, whether it's IU, IUPUI, Purdue. The people looking at you in the draft or to recruit you to their team, what is one thing that you think sets you apart from other people in the upcoming draft that they should be looking for? Um, Hmm.
1: I just feel like just to set me apart from other team or other players, um, I mean, I'm gonna work hard just coming from like, even coming from a smaller D1 school. I feel like us we're always overlooked. So, I mean, if they just gave me a chance, you know, I'm always gonna try my best, work work really hard, um, you know, do the dirty work. So just just hopefully they give me a chance and I mean, I hope my game can show them what I'm capable of. And I mean, if I play for the, I think it would be cool to play for any team, but just being um, home, um, playing for Indiana. I mean, I think that would just be the cherry on top. But I mean, like I said, I'll be like, I'll just be so happy if I could just play for any team.
0: I think any team would be lucky to have you, somebody with your, you know, compassion and passion for the game as well. I've taken up a lot of your time already, uh, but I do have one final question. I believe senior night is against Robert Morris, if I'm not mistaken. Are you prepared to cry when they present you your senior night, you know, flowers or? <clears throat>
1: um. Yeah. I. I mean, I like to do things last minute, so I haven't even worked on my senior speech yet but um, I've been trying to think of some stuff to say, and I mean, I don't know if I can get it all out because I'm sure I'm going to ball like a baby. So <laughs> I hope everyone's prepared for that, so.
0: <laughs> I can't thank you enough for your time. This is always, you know, just super fun to just chat with people about their you know, experiences and we'll be watching, you know, come Horizon League tournament time. Obviously we got a couple of campus games and we move on to the big gym and uh, already have my championship you know, tickets picked out. Gonna be <laughs> hanging out with the GM of the Fever for a little bit, nice. maybe talking you up a little <laughs> bit. Um, but do you have anything else you wanna add before we uh, sign off here?
1: No, I mean, I just wanna say thank you for, I mean, allow me to be here, talk about the game, talk about IPY. So thank you again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again uh, for those of you listening and when or even watching on YouTube. Um, and of course, be on the lookout for other awesome content from uh, athletes or when me and Cam do our entire bracketology over another three hour episode again. So thanks for listening to the Six Man Podcast. Have a wonderful day.